This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Empathy has no script. There is no right way or wrong way to do it. It's simply holding space, withholding judgment, emotionally connecting, and communicating that incredibly healing message of, you're not alone. Brene Brown. Valeria Tellez interviews Daniela Petsnik. She is a marriage and family therapist, speaker, and founder of Uptown Phoenix Counseling, a private practice in Phoenix, Arizona, Daniela earned a Master's of Arts in Clinical Psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy from Azusa Pacific University and has received postgraduate training in emotionally focused couples therapy. Her passion is to help clients build strong, loving, and meaningful relationships. She specializes in couples therapy, parenting, and women's issues. In addition, she enjoys working with individuals with a range of needs conflict in relationship with others, desire to heal from past trauma, anxiety, depression, and lack of meaning in life, and a range of other issues. She has been working in the field of psychology since 2011. She graduated summa cum laude from California State University, Fullerton, with a Bachelor's of Arts in Psychology and a Bachelor of Science in Human Services. In her undergraduate internship, she led groups of college students to help them gain self-awareness, heal from past trauma, work through conflict in an effective manner, and gain tools to improve their life. Her previous psychotherapy experience has given her the opportunity to work with people from many different walks of life, diverse backgrounds, ages, and issues. She has also worked extensively with children with ADHD, has ran parenting, self-exploration, interpersonal, and support groups in English and Spanish, Outside of work, Daniela is a wife and a mother to two beautiful, high-spirited little girls. She enjoys traveling with her family, reading, listening, and dancing to Latin music, all things related to animals and having deep conversations with her closest friends. Meet Daniela at UptownPhoenixCounseling.com. Here's the interview with Daniela Petsnik. In your own words, who is Daniela Petsnik? First of all, I would say I'm a mom. I have two little girls, and that's uh, my biggest mission in life. I'm a wife, and I'm a I'm a therapist. I, I love working with people. I love working with couples in their um, growth journey. So yeah, I, I would say that's me. That sounds wonderful. As I said off record, I love the intention that you have to help others. What inspired you to become a therapist? 
So in high school, I took my first psychology class that I just, I fell in love with um, psychology and I just knew I wanted to go into the field and help other people um, and kind of understand why people do the things that they do. And then um, in college, I was really lucky. I went through um, this program that was very hands-on and I got to lead groups of college students as an undergraduate. And I just knew like that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, just being in the moment with people and watching them grow and uh, come to conclusions and just live a genuine and authentic life. I often ask questions about these beautiful places that we want to live in or come from, operate from. Uh, How do you envision that space, Danny, of being authentic, being in love with life, being healed, really. seems like that's what we are looking to do. Yes, I think that it's just being able to be in your full self uh, with others, especially in relationship with others and fully connected and uh, feeling accepted, but also accepting yourself and just making decisions that go with who you are, with your core beliefs, with your values and not being afraid to go with that, uh, regardless of what sometimes the world tell us. So fear, it takes courage, doesn't it? Yes, To live that life. Mm -hmm. Is that a practice, Danny? Do you believe that's a practice for life, to live in such a way? Uh, To be courageous? To be authentic, to come from that place of authenticity, of being true to your heart, really. Yes, yes, It takes courage, doesn't it? And Mm -hmm. it is a practice. That's interesting. Oh, yes, it definitely, it's day-to-day decisions um, about even how to be with others, with your kids, making choices on a day-to-day basis. That tells us something about the healing work. It's continuous and ongoing, isn't it, for all of us? Yes, it never ends and it changes. What is the difference, like for some of us, that are able to do that from moment to moment? Is that because we are open to do the healing work, open to life? What makes some of us more receptive to being ourselves and courageous? That's a question that I often ask myself, actually. Yeah, I think it definitely comes from within and being open to wanting to do that. But I also think it comes from the relationships that we're in. I think I mean, we are just relational beings and feeling that people have our back and like they're behind us and being our best self and supporting us in our journey. How do you define love? I think love is, it's a choice, just how we're talking about, you know, being your authentic self, but definitely it's a choice every day. Uh, to show up uh, for others that we love. It could be your kiddos or your spouse, your partner, your sister, your brother, your mom, to just act in a way that shows them that you care for them, that you think of them. So I definitely think it's a choice more than anything. I mean, it's definitely also, you know, it comes with feelings, but it's more of a choice. Do you see the idea of love as being rational and um, somehow ordered and organized? Or it can be chaotic too and irrational? Honestly, I don't think 
feelings or emotions are irrational. I think they're there for a reason. Um, I think they tell us, you know, something that's going on within us. We might have a need, a need that's not being met. So I think it's very rational. And sometimes the way we go about it might be irrational, but I don't think love is irrational. So the idea is to be open, right, Danny? Yes. And to understand them, those feelings and emotions, mm-hmm. to go deeper. That's what I try to do. And it's not easy sometimes to stay, to hold space for some feelings and emotions because they're so powerful and charged with that mm-hmm. energy. Yes, absolutely. It's uh, Sometimes it's uncomfortable. It's hard to sit with your feelings and emotions, um, but it's definitely worth it because it, I don't know, it just it takes courage to go there and from then on then you can really it goes back to being authentic and this is what I'm feeling and this is what I need and being able to communicate that what do you feel is the purpose of the human experience I think every single person has their own purpose whatever that is um, for everybody because what's what my purpose is might be different for somebody else. Um, so, I mean, I think our purpose is to get connected to that, to what is it that um, I want to do? What is it that brings me closer to something bigger than myself? Whatever that is. And um, for me, it's God, but for other people, it might be the universe. And so everybody's purpose in life is different, um, but that's where we go back to connecting to our authentic self and who we want to be and who we want to become. How do we want to show up in relationships? How do we want to show up for our kids, um, for our spouse? It goes back to love, doesn't it? Like, mm-hmm. So it seems like a, that might be the purpose to learn how to love, unconditionally love. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like <laughs> from all the conversations I have had, it kind of goes back to that. It keeps going back to unconditional love embracing life as it happens and being open to feelings and emotions and dancing this beautiful dance of harmony. Yes, like just when we can be like fully embrace the moment, fully embrace who we are, embrace others, and we show up and just love other people for who they are and what they bring with their um weaknesses and, you know, the places where they struggle in life, but knowing that we also have those uh, moments where we're not perfect, but we can fully be vulnerable with that and open up. And if we can be accepting and responsive and accessible to others and to ourselves, then we can definitely you know, change the world um, and make it better. You mentioned God earlier. Do you have a spiritual practice? And another question is, who is God and where is God to you? I I would consider myself a Christian, but God has always been just really important. I grew up with a family that um, we I learned a lot. My dad um, is very, very spiritual, and I've learned a lot from him. And so in difficult times, like God was always my safe place to land. 
And so I think God is just in everything and everywhere. And yes, like our relationship with uh, my relationship with God, not everyone's, but mine for me, it's been and also a work in progress because uh-huh, yeah. I have to be able to be vulnerable with him and be able to voice those shortcomings and feeling like God accepts me just the way I am. Right. It is that beautiful, to me, true message of unconditional love, right? Mm-hmm. Having those relationships with God, with the universe, in a spiritual way as we have individually, and then the practice of doing that in our daily lives which, wow, what a practice, <laughs> loving everything yes. unconditionally. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Yeah, our, right? You know, yeah, Danny. things come up for us. And so it can be difficult when we're triggered yeah. um, by others and by our own mm. um, insecurities that we have mm. inside of us. Right, right. I always try to remember that. I think what comes from me is listening kind of holding space in a sense of listening and understanding, like asking questions when those feelings mm-hmm. arise, like why you're here and why you're hurt. It's almost like parts, parts of us are kind of um, not in agreement with some things. Mm-hmm. And then they come to protect us and then it can be overprotective and then it doesn't make it easier because they are trying to protect, but then there's no need really for that. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I think, you know, like when you look at, I do a lot of like inner child work with people and we talk about how those parts served a purpose yeah. when we were children. It served to keep us safe, to protect us uh, from getting hurt, from fear, uh, but they no longer might be serving us today. And so we can thank them for showing up, uh, but it's actually kind of blocking us from being able to show up authentically and connect with others in a way that we want to. Do they ever go away, Danny? Or they are always there in the lookout? <laughs> I think they are always there because they're an important part of us. But I also think that they can become a little bit quieter as we strengthen other parts of us as we do the work. So true. Um, Wow. And that goes back to that. And when I think about that journey, this experience, to be here in the human body, it's an amazing experience Mm -hmm. of exploration, right? Adventure (laughs) within our minds and outside. Yes. What is healing to you? And what are the obstacles to healing from your experience? Um, So healing to me, I think it's going back to um, what we talked about first. It's just being able to become our authentic self. And it can change. Um, Sometimes, you know, our values change, our feelings change about things, relationships change. So it's an ongoing process. But I think healing is just feeling like I am good and I feel good in my skin and I feel good in my body. And even with the parts that show up that I don't uh, want to have, but I'm, I can acknowledge those and accept those and accept all the parts of me um, that are there. Um, and then I forgot the second part. Oh, yeah. Question. The obstacles to healing. What gets in the way? I think the obstacles sometimes are ourselves. 
I really do. I think that because it's scary, I think fear is probably the biggest obstacle. It's scary to change. It's really scary to try something different, uh, to look at things in a different way because it's outside of what how we're used to doing things. So I would say fear is probably the biggest obstacle that I've encountered personally and that I see sometimes clients encounter. So are we afraid to change? Is that because we're not open? And fear is always present when there's a heart. It's closed. Would you say that, Danny, or just the mind? I think, well, if we connect, because I do, I'm very integrative. Um, and so our body's amazing. And so it remembers things, right? Even if maybe, maybe we don't have like a specific memory about things, but our body remembers. And so it shows up, it shows up in us. And um, so it can be like a feeling, but also like it shows up in our body and it blocks us um, from doing something differently because we're afraid of, you know, the consequences of why if it doesn't go the way I want it, just fear of failure of how it's going to go. Am I going to get rejected? So, yeah. The fear of the unknown. It's interesting mm -hmm. how we are comfortable with the things we know. And even if it is painful, it's kind of more comfortable to endure the pain than to yes. discover a new way of living. Mm -hmm. Well, at least then I have control over it. So even if it's not the best, at least I know how to handle this. Oh, wow. I don't like that. <laughs> There's something in me that doesn't resonate with that. But I'm sure that I'm doing a lot of things still out of that space. <laughs> like yeah. doing the things that I feel comfortable with. And, and that's how kind life itself is, too. It kind of it's, uh, slowly shows us the way. It's very nurturing, right? It doesn't open up everything and, and, and demands us to change completely in an extreme way. Although sometimes that happens. Yeah. And so it's just trusting yourself to be able to get through and knowing that, okay, I can trust myself because I have um, the capacity and the tools and within me to um, be able to do this work and grow. If there's no trust, if I don't feel fully safe, because trust comes down to safety. And so if I don't feel safe, then it's a little, it's scary to go there. And it makes sense. So even within therapy room, as much as I can tell my cleanses is a safe space, I have to create that safety and they have to feel like I'm behind them and that I can hold that space for them to walk into difficult experiences or memories um, or painful emotions. Yeah. Wow. And it's such a, I mean, the word that comes to mind is always beauty. It seems like that's the way I see What do you do? Holding space, safe space for others to explore themselves and their own feelings. Yeah. Because it is scary. It's very scary to it go there. It is very scary. But you're right. It's also so beautiful. It um, is. I, I absolutely love it and I love my job. And um, Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can hear yeah. your voice. <laughs> What a beautiful thing to do. Talk to me about the Uptown Phoenix Counseling. You are the founder of this place, it's mm -hmm. a therapeutic space. The services that you offer, I read on your website, you offer couples therapy, individual therapy, and also parenting in children. So talk to mm -hmm. me for a moment about the services. Yeah, so um, 
I opened the practice back in July. Uh, I just knew I wanted to do something from my view, what I like, why I envisioned. And it's um, very relationally based. So I love working with couples. Uh, I We also do parenting. It's all comes down to the relationship and attachment and creating safety. And same with individuals, uh, changing people's relationship with themselves and with others. Mm. It's the foundation, isn't it, Danny? To have this great relationship with ourselves. Isn't it like mm -hmm. a foundation to have a good relationship with other people, would you say? Um, I think it goes back and forth between the two because if I can't, if I feel deeply connected to others, to my loved ones, if I feel deeply connected to my spouse, to my friends, and I can be my authentic self, then it feeds into being able to go out into the world and know that even if I mess up, I have a safe place to land and it makes life so much easier. But you're right. They feed off of each other. Um, I do write about this and I talk a lot in here about Loving ourselves, being able to love yourself before you attempt to love others. Do you believe that it, it is important to cultivate self-love in order to love others? Because sometimes what I feel, it's a challenge to love others when we don't love ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think if you are able to love yourself, then you can show up in the relationship um, very open and authentically and accept the other person with their flaws and um, their shortcomings. But I also believe that, and I've seen it happen where I see couples and so much healing happens because people feel like my partner's there for me. My partner is a safe place. And so it's easier to, to do the work for the self, also within relationships. But I, I think I, I definitely agree with that too. Now that really resonates too. So other people can create the space, like you create that space for your patients, for your clients, and a healer will create the healing space. I mean, which mm -hmm. you are is a healer <laughs> in my eyes, the space for other people to heal. But we are the only ones that can heal ourselves. Isn't mm -hmm. it? Because we can't really expect others to heal us, to go inside. Oh, we do yes. the work. Absolutely. Um, and I tell clients that when they come in, I'm like, you're going to get as far as you want to go. So if you're willing to do the work, if you're willing to try different things, if you're willing to go to uncomfortable places, then healing will naturally happen. Um, but if you are kind of hold back, then it might take a little bit longer. <laughs> That's true. And they're holding back. So it goes back, to, would you say, to that idea of not being ready because it's a process. Healing is a process. Yeah. And right, mm -hmm. we don't want it to happen at once. I don't know. It would be really, yes. really harsh. You have to pace yourself. Um, you definitely have to pace um, your healing process and do as much as you can handle. And we, we explore that in therapy as well. We explore that in here. If there's fear, okay, let's talk about that as opposed to what we were originally talking about. Let's talk about that fear. Um, what is that telling you? What is it saying? And so when we can slowly remove those blocks, then it's easier to go into the deeper, deeper part of ourselves mm, to yeah. do that work. 
just being open, curious mm-hmm. to learn, right? To grow. That's what it is that motivates me. Yes, it definitely takes a lot of curiosity. Right. I want to know more. Um, yeah. Because if you don't want to know more, then, <laughs> <laughs> then that's it. You just yeah. where you are and you stay here. So you mentioned that Sue Johnson, mm-hmm. her work and her books, they became inspirational to you for what you do today. I hadn't actually heard about her before. Um, you introduced her to me. The first book was Hold Me Tight, Seven mm-hmm. Conversations for a Lifetime of Love. And then the yeah. second one's Love Sense, the revolutionary mm-hmm. new science of romantic relationships. Yeah. So I'd love to know what it is about her work that inspires you so much. I can see that actually, but I would love to hear from yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I knew like when I was, in undergrad, that something about childhood, but that I wanted to explore that with people. And then it was not until I uh, learned about her work that it just, it all made sense to me, like the importance of relationships and connection and um, feeling like our significant other um, is there for me, uh, regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of what I'm facing, I can have a safe place to land. And so I just, I just love the way that, um, she has, she's done so much research, um, on attachment and couples work, um, especially, and she has a really effective, um, therapy, um, for couples, uh, because we look at, the process as opposed to just focusing on the content and teaching people communication skills and do this. And then, um, but no, she goes deeper than that into the core um, emotions of people to help them heal that piece. And then everything else kind of falls into place, I think. So in the way we talked about love earlier, that it is an emotion of feeling so we are connected with people like our husbands, like my husband. I was just thinking about that today. So that mm-hmm. has to do with emotions from childhood. It's the way we connect with our parents. And I see that. That's how I understand how it's very obvious that there's something here that's about safety. Yeah. Well, if you had safe connections as a child, and it doesn't necessarily have to be your parents, but even if you had like a grandmother or a teacher or somebody where like we said how it's interconnected. And so if my relationship, if I saw myself in somebody that's lovable, it changes your view of self. It changes your view of how you look at yourself. So I am a lovable person. I am um, worthy of love and connection. And so if you live life that way, then your relationships with your significant others would also be that way. That would be a, a wonderful one. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. We would have a wonderful relationship, most of us. It doesn't happen that way. We see quite the opposite, right? We have a lot of challenges, most of us, in our close relationships. Mm-hmm. That is because those emotions, those underlying emotions, right, Danny? Yeah, so, yeah, the way I see it is we are wired for connection. We are, like, that's how our brain works, Um, So any cue in which I feel a disconnect with my partner, it's going to trigger something and it's going to send me into panic mode. And that's where, you know, we get into conflict. And sometimes it feels like we're just having the same conversation over and over again without being able to resolve because I'm not looking at that 
core like trigger, like what trigger that? So what is a good exercise for the listeners and myself to do when we are in situations like that in our relationships where we need to stop and listen? Because I have noticed that, that I'm just repeating myself, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, it's a pattern, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the biggest step. It's being able to pause that and say, time out, like we're stuck in this cycle and we're not going to go anywhere. So let's pause right here and then go try to go deeper into yourself and see like, okay, so the behavior triggered this, whatever my partner was doing, but what is the emotion that I'm feeling? And it's most likely going to be fear, fear of my partner's rejecting me, fear of they don't love me anymore. Um, and so when I can voice that to my partner, like when you did this, it made me feel unloved and, and you can talk about the pain and your partner's probably going to be more open to hearing that than just the criticism. Um, so it's a way of communicating. And before actually trying to communicate, we do the work of understanding where the feelings are coming from, those uncomfortable mm -hmm. feelings. That makes yeah. so much sense. It's just very challenge in the moment to stop for some reason at times. And I notice with myself, it's when I have the period that time of the month, <laughs> yeah. that is so hard to stop. It's not all the time in every month, but that's interesting. And I wonder why that happens. Is that because the body is more sensitive? Yeah, you're probably more irritable. <laughs> oh, it happens to me. My husband would be like, yes, yes, we're more irritable, more uh, sensitive. And so we're more likely uh, to take things um, the wrong way and read them the wrong way. Right. Or oh. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the patterns <laughs> and yeah. just keep circling around. I definitely see that. Yeah, I Watch this documentary by, um, it was Brene Brown. I don't know. I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's amazing too. But she was talking about this conflict that she had with her spouse. Um, and they were swimming in a lake. But anyway, he was having a panic attack, but she didn't know at the time. And so she just felt like he was rejecting her because now she's, you know, she's gained weight. She's older. So when she came out of the water, she told him, like, the story I'm telling myself is that, you know, I've gained weight and you're not attracted to me. And he was like, no, I was actually having a panic attack <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the lake. So it, just, it was just yeah. such a lesson. And so I always, I carry that with me. And the lesson there is that it's not always about us, right? Mm -hmm. Danny? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. What a beautiful and powerful one. <laughs> I love that message because if we keep that in mind, then we become more Empathetic, isn't it? It's about empathy. Just um, mm -hmm. open to listen, to understand what's happening around us and not just caught up in our own feelings and emotions and insecurities, yeah. self-judgment and all that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much yeah. <laughs> for your work Thank you. and the messages and everything else in between. It's truly beautiful, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. You too. I like love that you're doing this work and interviewing different people and just getting so many different perspectives to help people grow. It's amazing. So thank you too. Ah, thank you for the encouragement. It has been an interesting journey. And the body appreciates. That's the only part that um, they complain sometimes. <laughs> How do you view understand success these days? What is to be successful to you? Living an authentic life, living with your values and kind of not getting lost in 
what culture and society, all the messages are they're selling us, but being able to sort that out and living the way that I want to live, whatever that is, um, whatever that is. What do you love most about being in a human body? I think just my ability to just take in everything around me and I don't know, just being able to see and hear and feel um, whether that's inside of me or even, you know, sensory wise, it's just so amazing all the things that our body is able to do, but really appreciate all of our experience. And we wouldn't be able to experience all this without our body. It's wonderful when we can see even the smallest forms of beauty. Like now, oh, it is just incredible how magical this is. Yes. There's a song in Spanish. Um, it's by um, Mercedes Sosa. I don't know if you know who she is. But it's a song about thanking life. And she thinks, you know, her eyes because she can tell her loved one apart from the multitude of people. And thank you for my feet because I can walk. So it's just taking those little things and just being so grateful um, for life and what it has to offer. It seems like it comes from that place that you've been talking about is the genuine, authentic place, which is the heart. I prefer mm -hmm. that as the heart because mm -hmm. it sees everything as a gift, as, um, yeah, it has this, it breathes gratitude. That's what it is, uh, the heart, doesn't mm -hmm. it? You just said that word and it's so true. Yes. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Ooh, that's a good one. I think to yes like um get to the end and have for one look back and so yalom irvin yalom he's an existentialist and he talks about how would you if you could redo it all would you live your life the same exact way like day by day and so getting to a place where you're like yes yes i would repeat the life that i have right now i would do it 100% so that experience, loving yourself deeply um, with your flaws, with your shortcomings, and loving those close to you and feeling the love from them. Mm -hmm. I think those are the, the biggest ones. Thank you so much, Danny, for the insights, for your beautiful message, work you do and how you do it. Thank you for being here. Of course. You. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects? Um, so uptownphoenixcounseling.com, so my website, and I also have an Instagram um, that I'm starting to be more active on. Um, it's uh, Daniela Petsnick um, on Instagram. Wonderful. I'll have your website on the podcast profile. And I think your website has the Instagram link, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen that there. Thank okay. you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Thank Danny. you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Daniela Petznik and her work, please visit uptownphoenixcounseling.com. To learn 
more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.